back, film and pop culture fans, to a brand new episode of Quality Check Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Daniel Posey, and joining me across the internet, as always, is Drew Douglas. Mm, it's been a while. It has been, but you know what? Since some time has passed, you feel that in the air? It's getting a little crispier. <laughs> we're not we're not talking about the forecast. <laughs> All I can say is that's getting me more excited for uh, a lot of scary movies. We've got a lot uh, coming up soon for uh, for horror, thrillers, all that stuff, but that'll be a good transition to go into what we're covering today, which is the Rotten Tomatoes game. We're dedicating all of this to those Rotten Tomatoes. Do you think people hate this game? I think, I think everyone loves it. I hope so, but I imagine if you hate it, this is like basically what we do. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like full time now, and you can blame Hollywood because there's nothing coming out. That's the that's a difficult thing. I was watching a like an analyst breakdown of what's happening at Warner Brothers, and it's interesting because it totally makes more sense why they're pushing back uh, their releases for their big movies if if it's true in terms of the current. Uh, I don't know if it'd be rumor, but the current speculation that. Uh, that Zaslav is trying to sell off Warner Brothers to Universal. So that's just buying them time. But at the same time, other studios are doing that. You know, so Warner Brothers, they're not the only ones pushing back movies. So yeah, we're left kind of with uh, just a, a bunch of random movies. I believe WB only has two movies left this year, Black Adam and is Don't Worry Darling. Is that the other one? Yep. Wow. So they're going to be wrapped up by the end of the second week of November. You know, I don't know. I don't know how long Black Adam will stay in theaters, but that's kind of weird. Yeah, it's so it's so incredibly strange. But at the same time, I, I mean, there's a lot happening that I'm just kind of scratching my head about. But I feel like we all are doing the same. We do have a lot of movies, as I mentioned uh, earlier, that it's. We, we have a lot of scary movies coming out. Whether or not they're going to be good will be determined by a Rotten Tomatoes game. At least, so we're predicting. And I, I need to do a lot better because, I mean, this is a huge announcement, but, you know, we started the second half game, which was supposed to run from July through December. And July, August, uh, you have dominated so badly, you're <laughs> up 15 to 5. Uh <laughs> You're currently, I think, winning four of like six in September. So we're just, we're doing something I don't think we've ever done before. We're scrapping the entire second half. We're going to start over in October. So I won the first half of the year. You won, we'll say, I don't even know what we call this because it's not the second half. <laughs> you won yeah. what was supposed to be the second half. And we're just going to start again in October. I'm not even going to go over what, you know, some of these picks were because you, you killed me and I don't. I don't. I don't get why. <laughs> yeah, all I can say is it's been stunning because I felt like I did poor on the first round, but this time it was like a slaughter, and I just can't believe. Like a lot of these, I'm like, eh, it's kind of, it's kind of a guess. A lot of these, I felt pretty confident about. I will say, coming up, I don't feel all that confident about my picks. Oh, I don't either, especially after getting manhandled. <laughs> just now like i have no confidence whatsoever in october picks we have eight movies and there are more than eight movies coming out but some of them 
have a handful of reviews out. So we can't do that. Now, do you still, when we do this, you know, we restart, do you still want to have like a bonus movie? Yeah, let's you do still, that. Like, cause that, you got that, I think both times. So that was an automatic, like extra points. And then you weirdly, uh, in both July and August got one exactly right. <laughs> and those were worth three points. So you, you doubled up and got six. Should we go over the movies real quick? What we're going to do? Now, this is the order that they're going to be either released in theaters or streaming. We have Mr. Harrigan's Phone, which is an adaptation of a Stephen King uh, novella. We have Lyle Lyle Crocodile. (laughs) 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 Good luck picking that one. We have uh, Amsterdam, the new Hellraiser, Grim Cuddy. (laughs) Goodness. Uh, Halloween Ends, which you and I are both psyched for. Black Adam, and then Pray for the Devil, and it's it's P-R-E-Y. They, they got a little clever on this title. Get it? Pray for the <laughs> devil. Um, so we'll, we'll alternate like we usually do. Would you like me to, since you dominated, would you like me to go first on this first one? Yeah. If you, it, it doesn't really matter. I, I don't think ultimately, but you would have to guess first on the last one, so. Uh, because I could go first or, uh, or if you, if you prefer to go, cause I'm, I'm locked in, I'm going to, uh, I will say it's all very middle of the road. <laughs> yeah. I'm locked in too. So it doesn't matter. Plus there's eight movies. So one of us is going to go first on half of them anyway. So Mr. Harrigan's phone is on Netflix, October 5th. And like I said, this is an adaptation of a Stephen King novella that came out maybe two years ago. Uh, It's one of my favorite stories in that book. It's a collection of uh, short stories. You've seen the trailer for this? Mm -hmm. You think it looks good? I do. I do, actually. I think it feels like a hybrid between, like, two Stephen King stories, and I can't figure it out. It's a little bit like Cell mixed with Sometimes They Come Back, maybe. I don't... That doesn't even feel right, but... a good mixture of the black phone, which Stephen King's son wrote too, true. which is interesting. Yeah, very true. So this is one of those that I um I I am very excited to see this. And I'm pumped that we're getting this on Netflix streaming just in time for the holiday season. I'm stoked for it. Um John Lee Hancock wrote it and directed it. Uh and he did the little things a couple years ago, which we got one fantastic Jared Leto performance. He did. Uh, he he wrote A Perfect World, Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil, which are both Eastwood movies. So he's been around for quite a while. Uh, I have high hopes for this one. I think it looks good. I'm gonna go. I'm so gun shy to go high, so I'm gonna go <laughs> low and say 72. percent Huh. I'm scared. I, my heart says 80s. My brain says stop overshooting all of these movies. That's interesting because, yeah, that's feeling very middle of the road. I just can't quite pin this down uh, because looking, is it the Netflix thing? Does that hurt it? Because that hurts it, in my opinion. Well, I not necessarily because Stephen King, the last well, I'm not including in the Tall Grass, but the last two Stephen King stories that were released back to back, very close to each other, was Gerald's Game and 1922. Those two films, even though coming from two different filmmakers, scored 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. And The Tall Grass didn't fare as well, 
So that's each one did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, ninety-one. I, I checked. I checked Ger- right before. Gerald's game was okay. The other one, I don't know, man. I wasn't huge on it. Yeah, and that's the thing about it. Um, I. 1922 i i've thought a little bit about it but not much it hasn't really stuck stuck with me however in the tall grass comes in at 36 percent so it's pretty yeah. low all of them that got about good yeah not not too great i actually unfortunately think this is going to not be like in the tall grass but i don't think it's going to be well received as well received as 1922 or gerald's game I'm going right around the same score that you went. I'm going just a tad under you at 70%. Mm. I don't think it's going to be... This, this could be tough because it could do really well. Like, you mentioned the black phone. I don't think so. I'm not I'm not expecting this to be... And I wonder if it's going to be the ending that does it for people. And it, it hurts that for others. Um, I actually am excited and... By watching the preview, I don't know if I'd be more excited for this than watching the Black Phone trailer when we first saw that. But um, I, I, my excitement level is pretty close. It's pretty on par with whenever I got excited to see the Black Phone uh, after that first trailer. Um, I don't know. It looks cool. I, I have high hopes for it. With the actor, the the child actor who played Bill in It, Chapter 1 and 2. Yeah. He, he must have signed a... <laughs> Stephen like King. a blood deal to be in like <laughs> a Stephen King adaptation every couple couple of years. Uh, yeah, this uh, I'm I'm psyched for this one. This is one of my most anticipated things of October. I don't uh, know if it would yeah. make my top three, but it, it's definitely one that I'm really excited to to look for. Now, unlike Gerald's game, this doesn't have Bruce Greenwood and his hot bod. It's got old Ooh. Donald Sutherland. I don't think he looks as cut as Bruce Greenwood. Yeah. So uh, that's a knock against this. Yeah. That that's that's a thing too. Uh we've got uh we've got Donald Sutherland coming back. So that that'll be interesting. I actually weirdly enough, I think that makes me more excited. Yeah, he's always good. And this is a Blumhouse thing. Uh I feel like maybe it's split on if Blumhouse puts out something good, but I, I I look forward to those movies usually. All right, movie number two is I just recently have been seeing a lot of commercials for this. It's a kids film. It's called Lyle Lyle Crocodile. <laughs> I have no clue if this. I assume it's based on a kids book. It is. I have no connection to it. This is going to be one of the hardest ones to um predict you get to go first one on this one but i will say there is a movie that i looked at to see how it fared uh in you know kind of help me with mine i'll yeah i'll say the same i looked at two actually there's like a franchise and then uh so i compared it to disney's most recent lady in the tramp um okay. And then I also looked at, because I was like, what other like talking animal movies have we received? And Stuart Little, uh, I looked <laughs> both. Is that what you looked at? No, not okay. at all. Uh, because I'm like, ah, maybe. Uh, weirdly enough, Stuart Little 2 did really well uh, among I the critics. They both, they, I thought they both had good reviews. The second one got higher reviews than the first one, but they both got good reviews. 
How just well, remember that first one written by Shyamalan. Yeah, I, that always blows my mind. Um, I, I kind of forgot about that until, until you just mentioned it, but whenever I was looking at Rotten Tomatoes, I had forgotten that. However, I think this is going to fall somewhere in between Lady and the Tramp and um, Stuart Little, and I still feel I lowered my score after thinking about it to a current 67%. Wow. Higher than I would have predicted. Now, I looked at the recent... Um, Clifford the Big Red Dog movie that came out during the pandemic. Remember they like bumped that back and it was a huge thing at the time. Yeah. And I believe that was 59%. I'm doing yeah. 57%. Huh. I, I feel like, I, I don't know. I don't think this necessarily looks good and obviously I'm not the target audience. Um, doesn't look great, but this cast, Javier Bardem, Constance Wu, Scoot McNary, oh. Brett Gelman, and then you have Sean Mendes as the voice of Lyle. Yeah. Which I don't think Sean Mendes fans are going to flock to this, but who knows? Who knows? True. I mean, that's, I think, Olivia Wilde's hope for getting Harry Styles with Don't Worry oh. Darling. We're seeing how that's It's already out. happening. <laughs> I keep seeing clips online of people losing their crap uh, at scenes of Harry Styles in that movie. Like, it, somehow it's already on, like, YouTube. <laughs> um 57 percent you're are so going with 57 locking that in you know it's hard to say because with these children's movies it's it's so difficult uh because yeah we aren't the target audience but um i could be the target audience so if it's even if it's a kid's movie i could be like oh that looks fun sure this is not one of those all right, movie number three is one that I do think looks really good. It's called Amsterdam. Now, it's directed by mm. David O. Russell, who, by all accounts, is one of the biggest douchebags in Hollywood. <laughs> He's done a lot of bad things, acted like a complete fool, and I don't necessarily understand how he keeps getting A-list talent to work on his movies with some of the things that he's done. Yeah. I feel like this is going to be in some ways like a Woody Allen situation where in years like people are just like, I don't want to work with you because of some of this stuff. This cast mm -hmm. is insane. If you thought stacked. Lyle Lyle Crocodile was stacked, <laughs> get a load of this. We got Christian Bale, Margot Robbie, John David Washington, Chris Rock, Anya Taylor-Joy, Zoe Saldana, Mike Myers, Michael Shannon, Timothy Oliphant, uh, Taylor Swift is in here if that floats your boat. And then Rami Malek, De Niro, like the list goes on and on. This looks, I think, like a lot of fun. It does. Looking back on David O. Russell's last five movies, uh, he hasn't done a movie since 2015, which was Joy with Jennifer Lawrence, 60%. I never saw that. I, I didn't either. That was one movie my sister said while watching. She was really excited for it. One of the few movies she said she felt like walking out of. <laughs> yeah. That makes me somehow want to watch it even more. Oh! Uh, he did Accidental Love with Hall, which was a movie that was like consistently not released and then was finally released and got 8% on Rotten Tomatoes. 8%. Uh, American Hustle, 92%. Silver Linings Playbook, 92%. And The Fighter, 91%. Uh, 
All his movies, even prior to that, generally get high reviews. I think the stigma on O. Russell is maybe a little more negative than it was when those came out. I keep seeing headlines of like, why do people keep working with him? And then it goes into all the crazy stuff that's gone on with him. And you can look that up if you don't know what I'm talking about. I still think people will like this movie. I'm going to say 89%. Oh, wow. This will be a fun one to see. Ooh, is it too high? No. You right on the button with me? No, 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 no. This will be interesting. This this will be a good test for both of us because I said 88%. Oh, my gosh. So that'll be fun. I hate fun. being the higher one, though. I always, you always get screwed nine times out of ten. Though... When I was the when you were the higher one in this last round, you consistently won, and I just was. It almost got to a point where I said, "I'm not playing this game." <laughs> <laughs> you think this looks good? I do, actually. This looks um, like a lot of fun. It uh, honestly, it's one of those that I forget about this every now and again, and then I'll see a trailer like this past week, and whenever I saw some movies, I uh, I got this uh, once at least whenever I was in there. And I thought, you know what? Seeing that again, it just makes me want to see this, especially the dynamic. I want to see what it's like to see this ensemble or the the uh, the three main actors. We've got Christian Bale, John David Washington, and Margot Robbie, those three together. That looks like a lot of fun. So it's kind of like yeah. it brings me back to David O. Russell's Three Kings a little bit um, mm -hmm. with that setup but it's like a mix with that American hustle. I am actually very stoked to see this. I am too. I hope it uh, I hope it turns out well. It's just man, David O. Russell. <laughs> such a such a turd. Now I haven't seen I've seen uh Hustle Silver Linings playbook in the fighter of his last five. I rewatched the fighter a couple years ago and it didn't hold up as well as I originally hmm. remember loving it. Like it was all right. Um, but yeah, I didn't necessarily love it. Uh, and the next two movies are Hulu hollow, but they're, uh, it's for the Huluween or whatever. They're two scary movies. We finally got a trailer for this next one. Uh, I think a day ago and it's the new Hellraiser Ooh. or as it looks on the poster, Hulu Hellraiser. <laughs> I hate the fact that it's got that Hulu logo. Yeah. First thoughts on the trailer were, wow, this looks a lot better than I expected. It's from the guy that did The Ritual and then The Night House last year, which I think were shot really well. Mm -hmm. And this looks like it's shot really well. It kind of gave me... I don't know what it reminded me of. Um, I guess kind of the plot of this is involving a drug addict, which immediately gives me Evil Dead, like that the remake. Yeah vibes from a couple of years ago obviously we have a whole like this is part of a a new addition to a franchise that's been around for a long time i've still only seen the og i still need to watch the sequel and then that's probably it for me because i hear everything else is trash yeah that's I, I feel the same way about it um which is that stinks but at the same time i uh because I'd like to get into this franchise, but I'm the same. Only seen the original. And I liked it. It is so... I mean, even, you know with the Halloween movies, even the ones that I don't necessarily love, uh, there's still enough in there that I, I can like and relate to. And this is... The first one is just so nasty. Yeah. You know? I don't think I could watch a bad one of these and want to watch more. But I think this looks pretty good. 
I maybe it's because I have no real connection to the originals. Like I, a lot of there's you know you get on forums and people say oh it looks better than I expected or they really rip into it because they they have you know the original of the first two and they hold it in such high regard. And I don't right. I don't have that because I like the I like the first one I watched that a couple months ago. But if I never saw it again, I'd be okay. So what are you thinking about Hellraiser? which comes out October 7th on Hulu. You know, this is another is one that one. I... Uh, yeah, it has been. I've gone back and forth a lot, but uh, because of, as you brought up, the filmmakers' uh, last two films and looking at those scores, pretty pretty, pretty good overall. Um, and with seeing this, the trailer, we finally get to see uh, more of it. It gets me more stoked, but will critics be stoked? I think they will be mostly positive. That's why I'm going 78%. Oh, wow. I'm doing 65%. What'd you say? 70? 78. 78? Yeah. That's super high, but you probably got it. You probably got (laughs) it on the button. (laughs) It depends because, like, the Night House, the ritual got much higher than I expected with 74%. Um, Which I still need to see. I dug that. I actually really dug that. Uh, the Night House, I really like that one, too. And that got 87%. I'm like, I think it'll drop a little bit. But with him, w- w- in his hands, I could see this Hellraiser being the most well-received Hellraiser um, and we're getting this from a story from Clive Barker too. So I think overall it'll do pretty good. Yeah, it looks, it looks, uh, I would say a lot better than I expected. And the other thing is this is coming out in like two weeks and I'm like, we haven't even seen a trailer. What does that mean? Now, granted yeah. when you're dumping things on streaming, they tend to wait till really like the, the release is in sight. Um, so I True. guess that makes sense, but I really didn't think it was going to look as it just looks like it's just like competently made. Yeah. And, and, uh, the other thing is I was looking at and comparing it to, uh, now I know we've got peel, uh, working on the most recent candy man, but I also used that as kind of a baseline. Yeah. I, that's, that might've been kind of the vibes that I got uh, just from the trailer. Now I think, I think the deal breaker for a lot of people is going to be, Jamie Clayton as Pinhead because if people they really love you know the original person that did that yeah so if Doug you know Doug Bradley is not Pinhead are people gonna be able to you know open their minds up enough to be like I I dig what she's done I think I think with critics they will that's true um I will say, however, even though I use, as I said, Candyman as a baseline, I I do think Candyman looks like a better shot film mm-hmm. and overall just a more cinematic film than this. Absolutely. That movie's so well shot. Uh, even everything from just like the opening titles, the opening like studio logos is just thought out. And I, I love that. Uh, man, I kind of want to rewatch that. I do too. Now that we're talking about it, it's, I it's I, now's the time. I might cue it up. <laughs> now's the time. Yeah, I, I've seen it two times now, and I I, I don't love it because I still think there's a lot of logical mm-hmm. in, inconsistencies where 
by the end of it, things are happening that I'm like, I don't get why. I don't understand yeah. the rules of Candyman necessarily. Like I do to a degree, and then the characters doing things that I'm like, that it doesn't track. But mm-hmm. it's so well shot, and then the acting's really good. Yeah. Now the other Hulu horror film coming out, it comes out October 10th, so a few days later, is something called <laughs> uh-huh. um it's called Grim Cuddy. Now, this is apparently a horror film about an internet meme that comes to life. And it. <laughs> I watched the trailer today because I was like, oh, should we include this? And then it, it looked bad enough to, for me to be like, yeah, I think, I think we should. I think we should. So, um, I, am I going? Sorry, I'm already confused. Am I going first on this one? Yeah, okay. you'll go first on this one. It looks terrible, right? You watched the trailer today? Oh, I did. I mean, it looks bad. Um, <laughs> I'll say 31%, and that's probably being generous. Wow. There's no, like, I know Shannon Sossman's in this, or at least credited. I think she's in the trailer. Um, but there's, like, no big names in this. At least if you're going to, you could win me over a little bit if you had a big name. Because I'd be like, oh, it looks like trash, but Ben Affleck's in it. This oh. doesn't really have that. So I think it's just going to be one of those things that, you, you know, you, you watch and it glosses over and you forget about it instantly and it's bad. <laughs> yeah, that uh, the other thing is I kept looking back to, so I went to um, the, I'm like, all right, this is obviously a play on Slender Man. I went and looked at that film. That got 8%. Good God. And uh, the Bye Bye Man got 18%. Classic. Which <laughs> I think, all right, because originally I was like, eh, I'll go a little bit higher, man. But I, I'm I still under you. I overshot. Oh, I just yeah. now realized I completely overshot. I, I went and I'm being extremely generous, and I'm like, all right, let me add because that was ten more, um, and I'm like, I'm not gonna go twenty eight because that would be ten more than Bye Bye Man. So I'm like, I'll cut it down a little bit more. I'll still go a little higher. And I'm going 26%. And even then, I'm like, I'm being way too generous. <laughs> now, I think this, the movie's saving grace would be like if only seven people reviewed it. And it just so happened that four people were like, yeah, it was fine. <laughs> and then it somehow gets 68%. Uh, wow. 31, 26. So that's the stinker of the month so far. Watch that get like 85%. The new, it'll yeah, be like exactly. the new Empty Man or something, where we thought it <laughs> looked super bad and then it's brilliant. Um, I I will say, you know, it looks terrible. I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> you know? Oh, I will. Like, I can't wait. Um, that's gonna be a night that I watch that and like movie marathon with several horror movies. And I'm gonna get like a ton of Doms. Oh, I'm going shit. to get my two liter of Pepsi. Now, what if you're thinking? What do you think? Like three movies. Is that is that a stand, like Grim Cuddy and then two other ones or what are you thinking? Yeah, I think because Grim Cuddy I would use as like a that'll be my bad movie. Now is that your, like is a, that the first movie or do you do you because you don't want to end on that? Do you no. do it as like a maybe a palate cleanser after like you you know you got a good one and then you watch it in the middle and then you end on one that you've seen and like. True. Like yeah. where, do you, where do you fit it? I might I might do one that I've seen and it's like. Maybe okay. Actually, you know what? I, I what think would be you gotta good? go all brand new. 
I mean, that I wouldn't be opposed to. Uh, this would actually be, weirdly enough, I think I would do this on the same night I did Hellraiser, the Hulu Hellraiser. No, yeah, I, I was thinking that too. Um, what which might actually might not be a bad idea since they're really so close to each other. Well, you could you could pair it with Mr. Harrigan's phone if you want to wait. Ooh, you got to wait about a, I don't know, not even a week. It's about it's five that's days. That's true. I might do that. So I think if I were doing that, Hellraiser would be the that's how you end it. Oh yeah. But I would do. I would probably do Grim Cuddy first because it looks so bad. And then I would do, you know, gradually work yourself up to, the, you know, the best. And Hellraiser is just like the one I'm looking forward to the most, so. Mm-hmm. All right, movie number six is probably, I would imagine, the most hyped one for both of us it's yeah i yeah i would say i would say of especially going into halloween with the name halloween ends it's gotta be and it's the finale of this new trilogy slash quadrilogy for counting the original halloween ends october 14th in theaters and on peacock um for reference the original 2018 movie that david gordon green did was 79 percent a uh, couple was it last year that yeah last year Halloween mm-hmm. Kills came out thirty nine percent thirty nine percent now at the time that came out I was fairly mixed on it I probably leaned more negative we rewatched that uh, I don't know a month ago I'm on I'm gonna be honest with you I prefer that over the 2018 movie oh I it's do probably middle of my Halloween overall rankings. The, the more I think about it, the more I watch it, I'm kind of ride or die on this movie. I think I, I think you told me that in a text because I texted you and was like, man, I liked it a lot better. Did yeah. you, you, you liked that one too. I'm almost like, you said, what, how did you word it? Like, you will defend that movie. Like, again, how did you say that? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I am a, a stark defender of that movie. Yeah. Uh, because it feels like, to, to me, the way John Carpenter described uh, the Halloween franchise, obviously he set out to create different stories with each movie that he came out with in the series of Halloween. But when he did Halloween 2, that seemed to be like the, the most John Carpenter of any Halloween mo- movie we've received after his Halloween 2 film. That was set in the hospital. And that seems to borrow a lot of those elements of being set in the hospital, too. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I will say the what I agree with that to an extent, though, I will say Michael is he is the most violent in Halloween kills than I would even say the zombie ones. And he is a psychopath in those. <laughs> so I think that's true. almost anti John Carpenter. But true. I respect yeah. this one differentiates itself so much from those other movies like it has all these crazy plots um it really goes for it in a way that i think a lot of these sequels don't that i can't help but respect and it's shot so well uh there's logical inconsistencies i think with both that and the 2018 like how is he this place and then over here the next minute killing people but whatever it's a halloween movie i man i love this one it's gonna be hard to top this one 
I think I it's it's underrated in my opinion. I know it's only a year old, but I think in ten years we're going to look back and go, "Wow, that was a lot better than we give it credit for." Uh, yeah, for sure. So Halloween ends. Uh, this is a hard one. I haven't watched. I watched the first teaser. That's it. That's all I'm going to watch. I rewatched the Halloween Kills trailer the other day and couldn't believe how much it shows. It shows like eighty percent of the kills, the I plot. Know. It shows the ending where her where. Judy Greer picks up Michael's mask and is like, you want it? <laughs> and like saves yeah. her daughter. I'm like, what is the deal with the marketing? <laughs> so I'm avoiding everything, everything that I can, because I do not want to see anything. And there's a bunch of stuff showing up on commercials and stuff. What do you think for Halloween ends? Coming off of Halloween Kills, I truly am expecting it to follow suit with critics not liking it. Oh. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. So I I do think that this is where I think Halloween Kills was a line that was drawn in the sand and that's where Now if that was better received by critics, I would go much much higher. I do think this movie's going to get slapped with a rotten score. Oh boy. And I'm expecting critics to and honestly i'm curious what audiences will say because apparently jane i've avoided spoilers but was it jamie lee carter's has said that this will upset fans or something like that is a number of people have said that Uh, nick castle the og michael myers has said this is going to be divisive jamie lee said it i feel like john carpenter said it Hmm. which just makes me think what is in it that's going to make people either love or hate it like what is going to happen which makes and that's the thing that's where i'm taking a swing i'm swinging away on this one just like michael myers hacking away on someone because will that be divisive to audiences or critics and i'm going to say both and that's why i got to go with 45 percent. oh man that kills me yeah it i mean me too I was thinking, and I took a long time thinking about this, and I'm like, if, however, if critics like this big change, whatever they do, then they could end up really liking it. Um, but well, I just... You know, I, I just looked up kills on Rotten Tomatoes, so obviously 39% critics. Uh, I don't know how many verified ratings there are for users, but it's at 66%, which is decent. Yeah. Mm. I I, uh, I don't know. I just I have a feeling this is going to drop significantly, and Gosh. I don't know what they do. I think this is the hardest one because we have such a between the two films that came out before it. There's such a huge discrepancy between you know percentages. I said is. I said fifty nine percent. And I would be I, again. I'm holding back because I want to say mid to upper sixties. But I'm not going to. 59%. Now, I should say the other day, and this isn't a spoiler in any way. It's I, I didn't see something, and I, I came up with this in my brain. But I had a dream. You ever have those dreams where you, you're, like, watching a movie that's about to come out? Like, I, yeah. I've done this before with stuff I've been super excited for. Like, the dream is the movie. And I had it for Halloween Ends. And obviously, we've been told that this is going to divide people even fans of the franchise. And it gets my brain going like, what's, what's, why? 
But I had a dream that I watched Halloween Ends. And in the dream, the movie unfolds, it builds suspense, and Michael's nowhere to be found. It's like building, building, building. And by the end of the movie, Michael doesn't show up. And the big twist is he really did die. (laughs) And it's kind of like the Halloween Kills thing where stuff that happened years ago, like these people cannot get over it. And so in Halloween ends you know obviously he's just there's no killing it's people like paranoid and that's the the point of it it's just like they can't move on obviously that's not going to happen we know michael's in the movie but mm-hmm. it is weird that i'm now dreaming about what this could be like <laughs> what, what is this out. doing uh that's going to make so many people angry i can't wait i i do believe even if we watch this and are maybe a little soft on it like with halloween kills we're going to rewatch it and go oh I respect that they have made their uh, their own path, you know? Mm-hmm. And then yeah. obviously this is the end of this um, storyline, and then they'll start again. I don't know. I don't know how long you wait, but we'll get more of these. And it's going to be super interesting to see, like, what they do. Because I do they, – they came back, and they, they, I feel like, have done enough to justify rebooting this and making more films, you know, making three more movies. Yeah. I, well, and that's, we haven't seen the last of Michael. Oh, you can't. Or the moneymaker. Oh, yeah. Easy money. Now, are you going to see this? Because uh, we watched Halloween. My wife and I watched Halloween Ends. God dang it. Halloween Kills at home last year. And I think we'll probably do the same this year, even though this. Seems like a really good theatrical experience, too. But I think with this being the final one, I want to watch it uh, in peace and quiet at at home. You know, that's where I saw um, Halloween, the 2018 version. I saw it once uh, because when we podcasted about it, I ended up watching that in the theater. And then I saw it again a second time with my dad. And the second time, almost like, I think it was like a week or two later, and I dropped off on how I felt about it. But then I saw Halloween Kills with my dad in the theater the weekend before we podcasted. And um, I think I'll do the same with this. Uh, I know that he's, because he's obviously a huge fan of the Halloween franchise, um, and he's really curious, like, how will they end it? you know, at least this trilogy, what, what will happen? So, um, I'm, I'm really curious to see, especially his reaction. So I might, it it depends if, um, if, if he wants to see in the theater, because if he does, then we'll do that. And if not, I might be watching this at home. I haven't quite decided yet. I'm, I'm not a hundred percent locked in, Mm. but I will say I'm leaning toward the theater because I could see my dad wanting to see in the theater. But we'll see. Yeah, I could do that too. Now, the next one comes out October 21st. It's uh, DC's Black Adam, which recently released a new trailer that I think improved the look of it a little bit, but I still don't think it looks good at all. I have no desire to see this movie. (laughs) I don't think it's going to be a great box office hit. I don't see this doing super well. Uh, I'm going to be generous with this rating. I feel like more often than not, The Rock releases stuff that people tend to like. Mm -hmm. DC's been all over the map in terms of quality of content. This looks like it's probably 
better than a chunk of what's come out so far, though I think DC has gotten a lot better about releasing good things. Um, this is hard to separate between I don't think it looks good, nor do I really want to see it, and then what is critic like what are critics gonna think yeah but I, so i'll say 61 percent, and that's Ooh, wow I, I feel like i could see this doing like 40s yeesh black adam 61 percent. man i you know i'm i'm kind of looking at a lot of his uh movies not saying this is anywhere like jungle cruise but i've looked to some of those movies um, what Jungle but like, Cruise get? And so Jungle Cruise got sixty-two percent. Mm. Same uh, director Jum- too. Yeah, and then uh, Jumanji: uh, The Next Level got seventy-one percent. Uh, Jumanji before that got higher. However, I don't get that because right- both those movies suck. And Jungle Cruise, <laughs> I didn't think it was that great either. How's that getting sixty-two? That's why maybe sixty-one percent is fine. I, I had, I had fun with jungle cruise but i can understand why however skyscraper 48 percent rampage 51 percent so there's your 40s in that in that range that you're guessing i don't i think this though will end up scoring closer to like hobbs and shaw which got 68 percent that's why i'm going with um 65 percent i just think dc2 is in shambles at this point i know they have two more movies that they still have to release after Black Adam, but just start again. Like, release those and just completely start again. It's just so much of a mess. Yeah, I know. It's so much of a mess that I I love DC with all my heart, but I just want it to start over. And The Rock is trying so hard to bring Henry Cavill back as Superman. I'm like, that's not going to happen. I just well now they they get Henry Cavill. Well, this is my issue. I don't need just. I want this to start over, but then I hear that and I'm like, well, I could go for that. And if they somehow squeezed him in this movie and it's a secret, and that blows my mind, uh, I might like this a whole lot more. Yeah, I just I can't imagine that they'll because they're trying to distance themselves from the Snyderverse, and if they're truly doing that, there's no way Henry's coming back. I mean, they, they need to figure out what to do with. Ezra Miller. Oh, like I don't even know how you. I don't even know how you release that movie. Outside, just we had to recoup money, but like, <laughs> holy smokes, that whole thing is insanity. It's not good. It's so bad. <laughs> uh, the final movie is uh, comes out October twenty eighth, just in time for Halloween. It's called Pray for the Devil. Now Ooh. this is about, I believe the like the Catholic Church reopening exorcism schools to train priests. Mm-hmm. We got a trailer for this before something, and it looks like stuff we've seen a million times. Uh, the director is Daniel Stam, though, and he's done three movies, and he's known for thrillers that are made to look like documentaries. And all three have had generally favorable favorable reviews. Uh, 13 Sins, which I've never seen or heard of, had 64%. The last exorcism was 72%. And then... A Necessary Death, 83%. Never heard of that one either. I believe I've seen The Last Exorcism. Um, so what do you think about Pray for the Devil? Ah, this honestly is um, typically like those possession stories don't do so great. I was going to go really low. I'm like, eh. So I'm going with 45%. Oh, my God. I did 44%. 
So not as low as Grim Cuddy, but it's the second stinker of the month. <laughs> I don't really have much else to say. This is not something I'm super interested in. I don't really get a thrill out of exorcism stuff. Yeah. You know, it kind of creeps me out because I'm like, eh, it feels like too real or something. I don't like that. Yeah, it's it's always one of those that I, I don't know. I always, it, it's very, I feel very mixed on those, to be honest. Like David Gordon Green stepping in and, He's we're working on new Exorcist films. Oh. Like he's doing what he did with Halloween, like has a trilogy, I guess, planned out or is working right. on that. And I'm like, God, I'm not I'm not interested in that. Yeah. I I will say though, the one the one thing, um, and this was released and it did not get good reviews, but I remember thinking it was okay. Uh, and it was with Jeffrey Dean Morgan the possession. The possession. I I thought that was did you see that? No. I, I thought that was that. fine. Um, I enjoyed it. Well, we're going to find out what Pray for the Devil does on October 28th. Now, I randomly numbered all of these eight films. If you want to pick a number, I'll tell you what it is, and that's going to be the bonus movie of the month. Though, I'm almost tempted to just say, let's do Halloween Ends, because it might be the most fun. But we don't have to do that. <laughs> oh. Should we keep it random like we've been doing, or should we should we do Halloween ends? Because you and I, we're fairly far off. Yeah, not that far off. Maybe we just stick to being random. I mean, Halloween could be a lot of fun, though. It could be just to pick it because it is you know October. What do you? What would you? You want to do? You want to just do Halloween ends? Yeah, let's bonus just movie? Go, yeah. All right, let's do that. All right, so we we got everything locked in again. We are restarting for October because I sucked so much ass oh. in July and August and September that I cannot come back and win. <laughs> so <laughs> let's hope that I do better. I have no confidence in any of these. It's it. This is honestly this is tough. It's Except very, for like very tough. Amsterdam, which I feel like is going to get good reviews. Now it's just a matter of is it eighty nine or eighty eight percent. <laughs> yeah yeah um okay so that was fun we'll see how we do uh we haven't done a podcast in a while but i assume you've been catching up on some stuff oh yeah uh, in terms of probably tv and movies have you seen what, what what have you watched recently that has uh sparked your fancy so there, uh, I'll, I'll stick to, to movies. Um, I am all caught up on She-Hulk. I won't go into Ooh, detail boy. about it, but yeah, so I'm all caught up on that. Um, now, do you I'm like pre- that? Because I, I'm, I watched, how many have they done so far? Five? Mm-hmm. I mean, I watched four. I haven't seen the fifth. And I'm, honestly, I could stop watching it and be okay. I, just, I don't hate it. Um, I just think the CG is like not good. I don't think the writing's necessarily very good. Honestly, I think that this the CG is the the worst part. Um, I That's I've awesome. been having fun with it. I've enjoyed it. Um, I don't know. Like looking back, it's interesting because someone asked if it's my favorite a Marvel show. I'm like, I don't I don't know. It's like I know that the recent Marvel shows it's been so lackluster that um, it doesn't take much to beat it. Um, but so I am caught up on that. The uh, House of the Dragon. Uh, Game of Thrones, I'm one episode behind, um, and that's my TV viewing. However, there's a lot more TV coming out that I'm excited about. Um, 
I'll save for the movies, the one movie that we have seen uh, in common, I'll save that for last. Um, I saw Pearl, mm-hmm. uh, which I do, I will say this is, for me, I like this much better than X. This movie is really good. Because um, we were both, I think, fairly mixed on that. Yeah. Um, I think that, honestly, X was much... Uh, it got, pr- I'm not going to say undeserving praise, but it got much higher praise than what I would have given it. Yeah, um, I don't get that at all. Yeah, that 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 definitely surprised me. Um, and then uh, you sent this to me and, and surprised me that Marty Scorsese loved, or well, he said that it's very disturbing it. for I Pearl. I think he loved it. Now this is, I, w- I had no intentions of seeing this in theaters because I wasn't huge on X, and I, I was like, I'll just wait. And then I see this headline that Marty says, you know, it disturbed him so much that he couldn't go to sleep that night, and, and he loves that. It, it appears that Ty West and his love for cinema is showing through his movies. And now I'm like, I got to go see this. I'm just going to go see it. Yeah. So I'll probably, I'll probably see that in theaters this weekend. So that, I, uh, I was surprised by how much I liked it, but it's so incredibly unique, so unique in its style that it's not just the style, but it's also the substance that I really enjoyed. I won't say what it reminded me of. It's a cross between the two. I will say, however, uh, and this has been very vocal, that Ty West uh, asked me a goth to watch Wizard of Oz leading up for, to this movie. Oh but my the goodness. way. Yeah, yeah, so I saw a headline that said this is like his version of The Wizard of Oz, and that's like my yeah. favorite movie of all time. So I'm like, they should have told yeah. me that from the beginning. I would have been there. And that's why I'm, I'm really curious to hear what you have to say about it, because this gave me so many vibes of that as if that had a baby with something else. And I'm gonna, I won't say what that is hmm. until what, you watch it. Should you tell, like, is it a spoiler, or should you tell me to hype me up a little bit more? I think it would get you hyped. It doesn't really give anything away. Well, go ahead and uh, say it. Tell me, give, give it to me. It's like Wizard of Oz and Carrie had a baby. Oh, interesting. That might explain. But, uh, yeah, because I don't really know the plot. Okay, but, cool. But, yeah. So, but it that doesn't give anything away, and that's not. I would not read into that. But it's very. Um, it, there are elements in which after you see it, I'll, I'll explain why I felt that way. But um, I, I just the the style, but also uh, the substance there. I think Mia in this is this is her best, hands down, her best performance, better than because I thought she was okay in X, but um, she just steals the show. It's totally stunning in this. Um, the other th- movie that I saw, horror movie. Doug so much barbarian. Yeah. Um, now and I, that's, I, I dug that too, but it started to, uh, by the end of it, it started to, I feel too reminiscent of some recent movies that I've seen. Like, uh, don't breathe. Like the, the last like 10 mm. minutes are essentially remaking. Don't breathe. And, yeah. And so I, and I told my dad, I said, leading up to this, I started speculating. And then after it, I'm like, Oh, it's a hundred percent. It's a modern day, the people under the stairs. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure, yeah. It's got a lot of Wes Craven vibes. And that, and you said that to me as well, and I started reading into it. It's the, what did you say it described as the, the most Wes Craven movie yeah, that's it was, not? Yeah, it was a thing that got me hyped because I was on the fence about it, and then word came out that, it, you know, it's actually really good, and someone described it as 
the best Wes Craven movie that he never directed. Mm. And I and immediately I was like, oh, oh, wow, I gotta go see this. And then um, I took my wife to see it and we went in blind, which I think is the best way to see this. I knew it had something to do with probably like a, a something under a home. I didn't know. I, I assumed it was like a monster feature. Mm. Should we say spoiler warnings if you for some reason haven't seen this? Yeah, for Spoilers. sure, because that's because that that's more than what I knew as well. Um, yeah, going into it. So, yeah, big spoilers, I, because like the poster is like her looking in a, a hole, essentially, and it's the basement. So I knew something yeah. was going on. I, I assumed it was a monster feature, but as it's going on, it does a really good job of building dread. And I was so nervous because, you know, they, they she finds the room. And it's got like a bed and a video camera. <laughs> and immediately I'm like, oh my God, what did I drag my wife to? Like, if this is like some <laughs> like a child snuff. porn thing or like a <laughs> snuff film, like, I don't, we're gonna have to walk out. Like, she's gonna hate me. And thank God it <laughs> I had elements of that, which were nasty, obviously. Uh, but it didn't, it leaned into the creature feature, which I respected. And I gotta be honest with you. So the mother is like the bad guy in this, like the monster, essentially. Mm-hmm. I felt so bad for her. Like this oh, thing that, yeah. you know, is, is, has all, I don't know, you know, it's doing all these bad things, but really just wants to take care of something, wants to be this mother. And you have no control of being born. And this, the real like evil in this film is her father and it's just disgusting. And I felt awful. Like I felt so bad for her. <laughs> I know. I, that's, that's how I felt too. I felt so bad. It's like against her will. And yeah. you know, it was just, uh, it, it was like one of those things that as you're watching and that's where it started being reminiscent of some like recent movies because mm-hmm. it is like that's the don't breathe aspect, you know, that's kind of bleeding through. It's like that um, mixed with uh, a little bit of like I kept hearing that it's like, well, you can see Jordan Peele's fingerprints. I'm like, I mean, oh, I didn't. It was an was X like, Files to me. Like this is yeah. a vintage X Files that managed to be. It had like the most repulsive story imaginable, but they would interject like a lot of funny comedy to it because yeah. it is yeah. like weirdly darkly funny. And uh, I mean, it's it reminded me of a season four episode home with the Peacock family. And they're like these inbreds. Uh, I mean, it's it's just like really I feel like I don't know this for sure, but I feel like it's really inspired by X-Files, like a good X-Files. Well, and that's another one talking about that is uh, that aspect. It reminded me of the people under the stairs with mixed with uh, the hills have eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I um, dug it. I, I and I, I gotta ask because at the time I was really, we we meet the main character and then we meet um, Skarsgård, who we always assume is just going to be this creep <laughs> yeah. because of Pennywise. And in this case, he's just a normal dude. I think looking for, looking at this opportunity for love that he's mm-hmm. kind of stumbled on. He's just a normal guy. Uh, and then we meet Justin Long, and he's just like this huge POS. And at the time, I'm like, this is an interesting choice to make him super unlikable. And it's like, we don't want him to survive. And he kind of has a redemption and then immediately goes back to being an a-hole. Yeah. And I was kind of mixed on that initially. Now I'm like, oh, that's so smart. I feel like that's super smart. Yeah. I think it plays with your 
I, I at first I felt the same way because I'm like, hmm, I don't like why are you doing this? But then I do like the fact that it the the filmmaker, the writer and director kind of flipped that on its head because it makes us sympathize. He's like, maybe he is because when he's saying that that speech, when he's sitting there and he's like, um, I'm just I'm just a bad person or and then he pauses. He's like, or maybe I'm a person, a good person who just did a bad thing. A and bad that thing. yeah. That speech, I'm like, geez, like this is actually, it was, it was kind of not making me emotional, but I'm like, if you think about that, how often is it like where you do something and it's like looking back hindsight, like in a crystal ball, whether it's something, now I'm not saying like you do what he did. Yeah. I was going to say he's, there's no excuse for what he did and he openly admits that he did it. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I was worried during that speech, though. I'm like, wow, we're really going to sympathize with this guy and make him the hero? So right. thank God they reversed it. And he, you and, know, he is just a douche. And, and that's where I'm I'm glad that they stuck with that because it makes you start to think, all right, you know, this. they went to one extreme with him doing this, and then it's like they're raining at him kind of, no, I'm not going to say dialing it back, but it's they like... They lure you in, though. I yeah, like that. exactly. They, they kind of lure you into thinking, oh, wow. Maybe. I thought that was going to be an interesting choice if he ends up being a good guy. And I was like, yeah, praying that that's not what happened. And thank God he didn't do it. Yeah. And that, cause I thought that was a very interesting commentary there that it was saying. And then he totally reverses it. All right. No. So he just, a, he's a jerk and he was doing that. And I think he was fearing for his life, but I think he was saying all that stuff because he was afraid he was going to die. You know, yeah, and, that, and I also think it was a rationale for why I did what I did. It was like, yeah, oh, I yeah. just, I'm good, but I, I, you know, I drugged and raped somebody, but I, you know what, I, it was a, it was a mistake, and and they and completely counter that, crazy, right? And and they completely counter that with his actions on top of the water tower, which I loved. I I loved how it's like the literally comparing those two, but his speech. That's where it's like, man, like if you, I, I'd be, I'd love to see if they're. Not here, because I think they explored enough with that, but more stories where they start to explore more of that, you know, something that's less intense to think like, okay, well, what is it like? um, Yeah. What other characters would you be able to go down this rabbit hole and kind of explore that same thing that he's like, because I know the writer director described like kind of that cancel culture in terms of Mm -hmm. exploring that. Um, And then how do you come back from that? But if you come back from something that's less severe, you know, than that, I think is a very interesting exploration. But anyways, point being, I, I really dug this movie. I dug the writing to it. Um, and also, like there, like you said, that sense of dread. I think this was like one of the better horror movies. Oh, and I don't yeah. know if I can say the best of the year, but it's... Oh, it might be. It's the biggest yeah, surprise for sure. I think it's up yeah. there as maybe the best because it came out of nowhere. It's really well made. Um. It it builds tension in a way and doesn't rely on jump scares, which I respect. Yeah, I like the first like twenty minutes or like this fantasy, and then it just yeah. nose dives into uh, one major critique. Every one of these characters does the most ass backwards thing that you should ever do if you're presented with what's happening to them. Like, mm-hmm. don't go into the hole, don't go into the wall, don't go down the stairs. Don't keep going further into the tunnels. Don't do any of that. Yeah. Being commu- like Scarscar's not in communication with the girl. He just like disappears and then all of a sudden is screaming for help. Like, yeah. None of that stuff should have ever happened. Don't go into the home to begin with. You're right. Like, oh my goodness. 
they don't do anything smart. And I couldn't get yeah. over that by the end of it. I was like, you all, you all deserve to die or you want to yeah. die. I can't figure and, this out. And th- and that's where I was kind of falling at the end. I'm like, eh, it kind of brings it down just a little bit. I still dug it. I really liked it. Um, yeah. Speaking of, there's, there's one more thing I want to mention. Another movie uh, real quick. Uh, went in not expecting. And I decided kind of a surprise. Eh, I've got some time. It falls uh, as soon as I finish Pearl. I went to go see, see how they run mm. this movie was a freaking huge surprise. I loved it. I I had so much fun. And dare I say, I liked it better than Knives Out. Is it, it's, So that's like a mystery thing? I know it's got Sam Rockwell in it. Yeah, it's a whodunit. It's a dry British humor type whodunit. But man, there's a scene in it that had me laughing louder <laughs> than I've laughed. I was, no joke, doubled over laughing. And it's such a subtle humor thing but it had me laughing so much but it was me and one other person and that's it in the theater it's like it's tanking and i hate that it's tanking but so funny i can't say enough about it go see it and i know the other movie that you and i have seen it's a comedy fletch confess fletch Mm, which i enjoyed big surprise honestly you know we saw that trailer and it looked mediocre at best and obviously (laughs) i i I hit play thinking i was going to get john ham doing a chevy chase and that's <laughs> not at all what is the movie. And I would imagine this is more in line with the books, which I've never read. But, man, I had a lot of fun with that. And mm. it was in one of those movies where I'm like, I don't care about the mystery, like how it gets solved. I'm just enjoying watching John Hamm because he's so good in this. Oh, yeah. So many great just reactions, uh, facial expressions that I was rewatching Because I watched it at home. I rented it. And he cracked me up, man. I thought it was a lot of fun. I could use, I want the Fletch Cinematic Universe. Like, let's do more <laughs> of these with John Hamm's version. Uh, let's go Let's go all in on this. I would be down. And also, like, he does a great job of embodying that smugness, but also adorableness, as he said at one point, where you, you think he's hilarious, but he's also kind of a jerk, but also in a good he's way. right. Yeah, yeah. He, he does it in a way where you're, you still root for him and you, you yeah. still think he's fun and want to be his friend. Um, yeah, I like that. And you like John Slattery in it? He's not in it a lot, but oh, he's yeah. just like this, he's like at a walking F fest. He just curses nonstop. <laughs> <laughs> I think like almost every line of dialogue is just him cursing. Yeah. I. Uh, what was the moment that you said, uh, or was there a moment that you laughed really hard in this or no? Uh, I don't think a specific moment, but I, it was just a lot of Ham's just reactions to stuff. The way he would react to people doing insane things. Yeah. Uh, he just knocked it out of the park. I'm pleasantly surprised by this movie. Yeah, me too. I, I agree. Um, um, well, that's good. Uh, yeah, I haven't really seen too much. I've been just like rewatching a lot of Stallone movies lately. You know, for, I get on, on kicks where I just... I need to get some Stallone in my life. And I think it was Samaritan recently where I was like, I'm going down the rabbit hole of Sly movies. And so that's been fun. And then I honestly have been rewatching some James Cameron movies because, I mean, 2009 version of myself is going to think I'm an idiot, but I'm getting hyped for that <laughs> new Avatar film. <laughs> Both the re-release of the, of the 2009 movie in the higher frame rate and the 3D uh, and then just the new one. I honestly, outside of the Knives Out sequel, I, I'm, I'm confident in saying that 
The Way of Water is my most anticipated movie of the rest of the year. Mm. And it's really got to do with just, we haven't had a James Cameron movie in a long time. Mm-hmm. And I love, I like, I like him a lot. I love James Cameron. And he's got such a, his, he's the most interesting filmography because he just hasn't done a lot. He hasn't done a quote unquote normal movie since Titanic. I was in freaking junior high when that came out. And then he did Avatar and really hasn't done another normal movie since. So it's the wildest filmography, I think. But it's all solid. It's a solid body of work. Except for Prawn 2. Oh, yeah. But I, <laughs> I rewatched uh, True Lies the other day, and there's like a handful of things in there that I was just kind of shocked that. I don't say I was offended, but I was like, oh, my God, this is, like, bad. <laughs> like, you couldn't make some of that stuff. And some of the things that happen, you're like, oh, my gosh, this is really bad. But I still love True Lies. Uh, just one of, like, the best, like, it's, like, peak 90s action. Like, getting, blockbuster. It's so good. And Arnie and Jamie Lee together are fantastic. But, like, Arnie making her, str- like, making his oh. wife's... <laughs> strip for a stranger which is him but she doesn't know that it's so bad there's so many bad things in this (laughs) 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 oh man but uh yeah so we got we got just over one minute left on here i think i think we're gonna have to wrap it up but man we're we're enjoying some content october's uh, september had a, a surprising amount of stuff in there and then october's even better oh yeah bring on the spooky season baby yeah, I think it's about... So I've been in this, like, action movie mode, but I think it's a, it's time to, you know, turn the calendar over in my mind because tomorrow is officially the start of fall. And um, I think it is time to just, like, go all in on horror films. I, I'm down. I We should just dedicate the podcast to just doing all horror, basically. And then next week, The Monsters, baby. Oh, yeah. The monsters. Uh, so you know what we're covering. <laughs> I cannot wait. I'm so excited. Get ready, because I'm Get not ready. ready. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, as you always say, until next time. Keep watching. Keep watching.